You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay. Today, I have Mr. John Livesay. Let me tell you a little bit about John. He is a funding strategist, and he helps CEOs craft a compelling pitch that engages investors in a way that inspires them to join a startup's team. He also hosts the Successful Pitch Podcast with investors from around the world. And today, he's also going to be talking to us about his most recently released book called The Successful Pitch. This guy does a lot of online marketing to help him with his different endeavors, and that's why I'm having him on the show today. Let's bring him on. Welcome to the show. John, how's it going? Good. One click, Lindsay. It's great to be here. I love anybody who has a branding tagline that's easy to remember and tells exactly what they do. Isn't that why we do it? And since you are the king of telling stories, you must appreciate that, right? I do indeed. That's why when Inc. Magazine called me the pitch whisperer, I was very, very happy. That is, that's quite impressive. Tell, can you tell us a little bit more about that since you brought it up? Sure. Well, you know, what's so interesting is when you start doing one thing, for me, it was deciding to do a podcast and host that to solve a problem that my clients had, which was they wanted help with a pitch, but they also wanted warm introductions to investors. And I didn't know any investors. And that's what made me start the Successful Pitch Podcast was to get a network of investors that were looking for good deals that I could introduce them to the people that I already coached on how to get a good pitch. So it was a win for everybody. That's cool. But along that journey, um, once you start hosting a podcast, you become very desirable to be a guest on other podcasts, especially if you have a book. And someone reached out to me and said, you know, there's this woman, um, Tracy Hazard, that she and her husband have a podcast about 3D printing, which you're not a good guest for, but she's also a columnist for Inc. on innovation and how startups get funded and she'd like to talk to you. And I said, wow, that is fantastic. Had I not been a podcast host, I would never have connected with her. So she heard about me through being a podcast host. And then when I decided to write my book, then I was able to reach out to her for a quote, which is now on the cover. So That is so <laughs> cool. And it's so impressive. I love it. Well, Thank congratulations. You. Thanks. Yes. It's, well, you know, that's that first social proof, as you know, is so important, right? So when you're out there trying to generate leads and traffic, nobody wants to be the first, whether it's crowdfunding, you know, you have to, the, the line is you have to bring your own crowd, right? Like remember those old Red Cross fundraisers for blood drives and they would show a thermometer, well, they want to have at least half of it already there so people feel like there's momentum. And the same thing is true when you're branding yourself online. You need to have social proof. You need to have you know, the media calling you something that s- separates you from everybody else that does what you do. And then you, you – know, so hosting a podcast, writing a book, being on podcasts, being on television, all of that gives you huge social proof to make people comfortable buying things from you online. Yeah, very true. Well, there are two reasons why I thought you were the perfect guest for the show, John. Number one is when you are doing traffic and leads, traffic, when you get people to your website, then obviously you want them to become leads. And one of the main components or ingredients of that is obviously being able to tell a good story or the copywriting. On your email, your signature ends with those who tell the stories rule the world. 
why don't can you kind of expound on that? Why that's yes. like well, that's not mine. enough to put on the bottom of your email? Of course, that was Pluto. <laughs> yes. But I'll give you to John. Lyson. Yes, I don't, I don't want to take uh, credit for Plato saying something, but uh, yes, it's been around forever. It's in our DNA, Lindsay. It's literally we used to sit around the glow of campfires and listen to stories, and now we sit around the glow of PowerPoints presentations when you get hired to be a keynote speaker, and it's because we crave stories. It's our right brain. You know, imagination. It's, you know, when you tell somebody, I want to pitch you something, all the defenses come up and the left brain kicks in and they start analyzing it. How much is it? Is it worth it? Can I afford it? Do I need it? Can I avoid not having to pay? Versus, let me tell you a story. Oh, you relax. Your arms open up. You go, this might be interesting. It might even be entertaining and certainly memorable. So we have all the selling occurs on the right side of the brain and then we back it up with the logic. Yeah, very true. Um, and you're the king of that, right? Do you have any um, copywriting or storytelling tips that you can give us today? Well, I think of them as two separate things. Copywriting, I have a background in advertising from working at Condé Nast where I sold ads. And so I worked with a lot of clients on their ads in magazines and on websites and pre-video. But storytelling is not really copywriting per se. Storytelling really has three basic ingredients. The first one is you take people on a journey, right? What's the problem? You put yourself in the story and then there's some kind of obstacle to overcome and then there's a solution. And then at the end of the story, there's some kind of resolution when you go, ah, oh, now I get it. So let me give you some examples of storytelling genres. So the first one is rags to riches, right? That's the Cinderella movie. Mm -hmm. And Johnny Walker Scotch uses that genre, the poor Johnny Walker Scotch was his farmer and a Scottish farmer. Now he's Johnny Walker. Uh, another storytelling genre would be rebirth, right? That's, you know, it's a wonderful life. The Jimmy Stewart movie at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. um, Prudential uses that storytelling genre. Um, you know, your retirement is your third act. It's your rebirth, right? Uh, you know, there's a quest. There's a storytelling genre. Uh, Lexus has a tagline, the pursuit of perfection. And of course, the movie like Lord of the Rings is a perfect example of using that. So first, you have to figure out if I'm going to tell a story about myself or my brand online to generate traffic and then leads and close them, what story genre am I going to pick? And then I need to tell a story of how I overcame an obstacle so that the people who are looking at this can imagine themselves in the story and say, does this sound like you? Have you ever experienced these three problems? If so, then this is this, this is what happened for Joe and Mary and everybody else that I've been able to help. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So, so when you're selling, so your business is a funding strategist or you help people find investors. So do you, t well, t tell me kind of, do you tell that story on your website? Do you tell that story in an email follow-up sequence? Mm. Where do you tell that story? We tell that story in a webinar. Oh. So our whole strategy, our sales funnel, if you will, is we target startups very specifically uh, who are tech startups is our ideal client, but we take others. But for the most part, it's tech startups. So then we look at, you know, what are their interest groups? What books do they read? Uh, and then we test, we run an ad on Facebook targeting those people. And we test different images. We test different headlines all kinds of things. And we describe, you know, are you frustrated you can't get an investor to say yes, right? Are you seeking seed or series A funding? Very specific wording that if you know what that is and that you're looking for that, you go, that's me, right? Mm -hmm. I need that. 
and you know you don't know why you're not getting a yes then click here to you know and we give the promise of what we're going to do in the webinar and they're taken to a landing page and they said you know if this sound, if you're looking for help with your pitch if you want to get in the right room with the right investors and get funded fast this is the webinar for you Mm-hmm. And then there's a 30-minute webinar that people watch, and my business partner, Judy Robinette, takes people through her 20 years of experience of sitting on the boards of different venture capitalists and then telling the story of Annette, uh, Dr. Annette Lavoie, who for, tried to get funded for her medical device for eight years, and Judy got her $500,000 in six months just by getting her in the right room. And then she was able to sell her company for millions before it even came to market. So when you have a case study like that, that grabs people's attention and they say, I want to go on that ride. That's the journey I'm at. I'm frustrated. I don't want to waste time. Uh, Another story we talk about is, you know, trying to get funded on your own is like trying to climb Mount Everest without a GPS. If you want some Sherpas, we'll get you to the top much faster than you can on your own and without all the frustration of not knowing why you're not getting a yes. I like it. I like what you're saying because, you know, a lot of people and you wouldn't get a lot of people would probably just kind of like throw it out there where with the use of storytelling and case studies, Mm -hmm. it makes people more engaged. They're able to put themselves in those people's places instead of just, I can get you funded. Right. And one of the keys, you know, that whole story about uh, the Sherpa, that came literally from one of our clients. So here's a big takeaway for your, your listeners. Listen to the exact words your prospects or clients are saying are their problems and use that in your sales funnel to grab more people like them. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because obviously they're not the only ones using those very specific words. And they'll make it will make your prospects and leads feel like you're in their head. Yeah. Because yeah, you're using that's awesome. other people's words that have the same problems they do. That's awesome. Uh, and tell the story as mm-hmm. you're saying. Yes. This episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast is brought to you by trafficandleads.com. If you're tired of your online presence not bringing the flow of new customers you and your company needs to survive and want some extra help, make sure you check out www.trafficandleads.com. From generating traffic through SEO, Facebook ads, or PPC to building and cultivating your email list, Traffic and Leads has packages to help you succeed at online marketing. For more information, visit trafficandleads.com. Now back to the show. I want to talk about your book, but first of all, let's go back through your sales funnel. So you have people on Facebook and you're basically giving them a little bit of a taste of the story. Then once they get to the webinar, then they hear the whole story. Correct. Then do you do an autoresponder sequence to follow up with those people? Well, at the end of the webinar, they're encouraged if this seems like something they want. And we're very specific about you know, who we take and who we don't take. I almost compare it to like at Disneyland. You have to be this tall to ride the ride. Oh. So if you're not, you know, I say there's a ladder where you're invisible and then you're insignificant and then you get to interesting. It's the same thing with dating, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're not at the interesting level where you have some kind of minimal viable product, something that's being tested that, you know, as one investor said, if you're selling dog foods, I want to see the dogs eating the food. Mm-hmm. Then, we'll, you know, you're too early for us. But if you're at that interesting rung and want to go up to the intriguing rung where you're like 75% and then get to the investable, irresistible rung, that's what we do. We move you from, and again, it's another story, right? So it pre-qualifies a lot of people. Now, you don't have to have revenue to work with us because we have a lot of people who don't, but they have a team. They have, you know, some concept that people are, they know what problem they're solving and they just need help with a pitch and introductions to the investors that we know. So after they've 
watch the webinar. They're taken to a schedule once to book in a time to talk to us and have a free strategy call. And then they have to fill out an application. And we look at those applications to see if they're coachable and what kind of business they have. Because again, if you're a mom and pop bakery and you don't ever want to sell that, then that's not something that the investors that we know want to fund. So we just tell them you should go here for that kind of advice. We don't help you. So all of that before we get them on the phone. Wow. And that funnel obviously is working very well for you. Yes, it really is. It's uh, been really fun to watch how it just, once you get very specific on who you help and what problem you solve, then you get those people on the phone and they're like, oh, thank God I found you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, before we got on the call today, you mentioned your use of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Can you expound on that? Yes. Um, I've, you know, so, so if you want to be perceived as a thought leader, you need to have followers. <laughs> so you need to really be active on social media to show people that you're providing free content, just like you do with a podcast. You know, my podcast is once a week, but you know, I'm having uh, Twitter people tw- tweet for me five to six times a day, really great content about pitching, about getting funded, and also about other things that are about me. So again, it's storytelling, right? There's elements to my personality that certain people are going to resonate. For example, I am a big King Charles dog fan. I love. I have two. I love dogs. So sometimes I'll tweet about them. Uh, I will also talk about you know, Abraham Lincoln, I'm from Illinois. He's somebody that really inspired me. So if I find a quote about integrity, that's one of the things that's really important to investors, that they fund people who have integrity. So I'll quote Abraham Lincoln. So I bring my personality out on Twitter and I've been able to get people who want to reach out to me on the direct messaging. As soon as somebody follows me, I'll say, well, thank you for following me. You know, if you want help with your pitch, let me know. And I've gotten a lot of leads that way. That's way cool. Thank you. So do you, when you look at your uh, website traffic, do you get a lot of traffic from Twitter then? Yes, because, you know, my, I'm really, this is a big takeaway for your audience too. No matter whether it's Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, brand your social media so it looks like your website. So people feel consistency across. Very nice. So my Twitter, you know, Profile talks about me being the pitch whisperer from Inc. It shows a picture of the successful pitch book. It has a clip of me being on television, being interviewed about it. You know, people go, oh, this guy's got followers. He's being in the media. He's got a book. He's got a podcast. He seems to know about getting people funded. And then by the time they get to the website and watch the, you know, the webinar, they're already getting a sense of who I am. So it's not their first time getting exposed. Remember, people have to trust you. They have to like you, and then they have to know and think to themselves, this is the right thing for me. All those things have to be answered in someone's head, whether you're pitching for funding or pitching to get a new customer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So unfortunately, I only have you for a few more minutes, but I want I have two more topics I want to cover. The yes. first is I listened to you on another podcast. Mm-hmm. And on this particular podcast, you were kind of talking about the importance. Let me give you a couple of quotes you said. <laughs> These are nice quotes. Don't I worry. I love it when people quote me back. Don't get all me. No, I'm not sweaty. Yes. <laughs> you said, the more you understand the problem, the mm-hmm. more investors think you have the solution. Yes. And you also said, sell the problem before you sell the solution. And essentially, you're saying if you can sell a problem, like it doesn't really matter what you say for the solution because people will think you really understand them. Can you expand on that? Sure. It's all about empathy, 
Lindsay, that's really the key. The, uh, in fact, investors tell me the more empathy you show for your customers, the more we think you will have a best solution for them. So if you can really show people that you understand their problem better than anybody else out there, then they want to hire you to be the one that, to solve it because it's all about active listening in a way. It's like, you know, well, what I heard you say was you really need to get funded fast. You're frustrated because you don't have a network of investors or you've been pitching investors and they're just not telling you why they're not getting a yes or you don't really think your pitch is the right you're not saying the right things and you don't know what to say, mm -hmm. then this is what we crack the funding code is for you. So, mm -hmm. but before I even start selling about how we, nobody cares about how you do it. They just want the transformation, not the information. That's the other big takeaway. That's there's nice. your, there's your own quote. <laughs> I like that. Yes. So sell your transformation. You went from this to that. So I help people go from stumbling to soaring through a pitch. I help people from boring investors to inspiring them. I help people from confusing investors to giving them clarity. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I want to talk about your awesome book called <laughs> The Successful Pitch. Tell us a little bit about the book. Yes. It's Conversations on Going from Invisible to Investable. And I realized I had interviewed so many wonderful people that I wanted to take 10 of them and turn it into a book so that people could consume the content in another way and really digest it uh, as an ebook or a paperback. And, you know, some of the people I've been able to interview, like Guy Spear, who he and another investor paid over $600,000 at a charity auction to have lunch with Warren Buffett. Wow. So you can imagine how interesting that conversation is. Yeah. About, was it worth it? What was your life like afterwards? You know, and now you're known as the guy that paid over $600,000 to have lunch with Warren Buffett. Again, right? One click Lindsay, the pitch whisperer, the guy who paid over six, all those things separate you from the noise. And that's really what I want to do. I want to give people a personal roadmap so that they can learn how to ask for what they want and get a yes. Wow. That's really cool. Let's talk about, so when did the book come out? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. So did you have a whole book launch? Yes. In fact, uh, yes. Uh, last Friday, I was just on uh, Fox 11 uh, News here. And next week, I'm going to Portland. And the week after that, I'm going to Tulsa. So I've got a great wow. publicist who's got me on this great media tour, plus doing podcasts like this. And there'll be a big book launch party um, to help raise funds for Project Angel Food. So there's another tip. You know, when you are trying to get publicity, don't just always make it about yourself. So anybody who buys a book at my book launch party, the proceeds will go to uh, raise money and awareness for Project Angel Food, which helps people who are too ill to leave home and they bring them meals. So wow. one book buys two meals for people, right? So that makes everybody feel good about coming to the party and buying the book and learning about how to, you know, get a yes, but also making a difference in the world, which is what the whole point of being an entrepreneur is. Wow. Very cool. So tell me, for those of us who are basically writing content for a website or maybe autoresponders or basically putting ourselves out there online, what could we learn from reading your book? Well, I would think you would really learn how to be concise and compelling, those uh -huh. two things. So if, uh, one of the things I just mentioned earlier is a big takeaway, which is how transformation, not information, right? So how to go from stumbling to soaring. So think about what three things can you do for your prospects when you're copywriting that makes them say, I want that. Mm -hmm. I, wanna, mm -hmm. I don't want to stumble through my pitch. I want to soar. I don't want to confuse people. I want to give them clarity on why they should invest in me. And God forbid, I don't want to bore people. I want to inspire them to join my team. 
right? So that's a really great way to write copy. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, so you, at the beginning of the interview, you did mention that you didn't really think story right, storytelling was like copywriting, but may I beg to differ since I am the host? <laughs> of course. Yes. I mean, it's all um, engaging people. Um, like we want people to do what we're asking, right? Yes, and you're giving exactly. us all of these hints to trick uh-huh. them into it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you know, some people need a little nudge to take action. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, wow, what a great interview. Um, I'm going to turn some time over to you. Tell us where to find you, find out more about you, and especially where to uh, get that great book. Oh, thanks. Well, Twitter, I'm at, at John underscore Livesey, L-I-V as in Victor, E-S-A-Y dot com. And if you go to sellingsecretsforfunding.com forward slash fire, I will email you a free PDF of the three mistakes to avoid when you're pitching. And of course, the successful pitch book is on Amazon and anywhere else you can buy books. Awesome. Thank you again, John. My pleasure. There you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.